God, we're so thankful today for the opportunity to be able to um, have a direct line to to you uh, with no um, distraction, no interruptions, no barriers between us um, and your throne. God, we're able to just approach you humbly with what we have and uh, to praise you for who you are and what you've done and the things that you're working out in our lives and the grand design that you have for us all. But God, we're also able to uh, to repent, to ask for forgiveness, God, to, uh, to seek you in a humble way, um, to, to get to know you more personally, God, to seek out opportunities in our life where we can love people unconditionally and with, with real authentic love and we can encourage relationship and communion and fellowship with other people, God, and uh, we can help others strive to seek you in all that they do. And uh, God, we just ask that everything that Pastor Stephen and I uh, do and say, and as we plan and think and prep for this podcast today, God, that you would um, that you would have a design about it, God, that would be intricate and for each listener, unique for each listener that may hear the podcast today, Lord. Um, and we also pray for our listeners, God, that they'd be able to take away something unique. And not only that, God, but they'd be able to share it uh, they'd be able to share something with uh, with a coworker, share something with a family member or with a friend. Um, God, we know that you're doing great things in our world despite such brokenness and such evil that seems to be around us. But God, we know that you are doing a great work and we're thankful for that. And we um, acknowledge you as creator, um, as uh, the sovereign God who knows all um, and has um, formed us all and has this... Um, intimate knowledge of who we all are and has an intimate relationship and desires a relationship with all of us. God, you seek us and you pursue us. And um, we just ask that you allow us to do the same, God, without abandon. And um, God, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So welcome to um, week number two of 2021. Um, and I'm joined by Pastor Stephen again today. Pastor Stephen, welcome. Good to be here. Appreciate you praying us into yeah, today's broadcast. We, we talked a few hours ago before we started the podcast today, and we we acknowledged that we had not um, had uh, any moments of prayer on our podcast. And while well, we're we're talking about prayer this week, so we wanted to uh, really have that emphasis. So that was kind of a unique way to intro the podcast. It wasn't on accident. We always pray before our podcast. But we, we do, never... and do know that. Yeah. We, we asked the Lord before we ever speak into a mic that God would allow us to just to encourage those who listen. And then we move into the time of sharing. But as today, we're wanting our topic to be on prayer. We both agreed the most appropriate way to enter into the time was for for you to approach our father and to talk with him and ask him to respond to us. We're blessed that you're listening. Again, Joshua Boyd's our host, and we're encouraged that you're participating with us during this podcast. I I would say, though, Josh, we're into week two of 2021, which also means we're into week two of our Bible reading. So before we get into our discussion on prayer, uh, how are your readings going? Have you been encouraged thus far? Before we get going too far, we jump into the Bible reading plan. We want to encourage people to, uh, to jump into that. And we've designed it in a way that you can jump in at any time. Yeah, we don't want you to catch up. Some of you are looking at the calendar and saying, well, I'm, I'm already too far behind and it's self-defeating. No, we, we just want you to join yeah. us right now, wherever that we are in the That doesn't mean you can't catch up. Feel free to, that's sure. a lot of reading. But um, no, I think the, the, the readings are encouraging to me every day um, in a way for me to discover. I feel like I'm very um, 
topical in the way that I typically do um, my Bible reading in the morning and my, my studying during the day. I'm very, I take a topical approach to things. And so I'll maybe do a plan from uh, an app called He Reads Truth. That's a like a subscription based app and um, different plans that are geared for men to, uh, to study. And it's a group uh, thing together. So this has been a different approach for me by taking things and reading chronologically. And, right. But it's, it's been a good journey so far. And I've been encouraged by so many people that I see joining the plan every day. I it's, have ex- been excited by it. Now, if you're listening to it for, for the very first time, we're reading through a plan uh, that it was developed in a way that it will take you slowly through the New Testament. Uh, We're uh, reading right now in the Gospel of John. Uh, The plan itself is called Own It 365 New Testament. And there's a website, ownit365.com, that you can find the plan on. But we're we're promoting within the church uh, that people participate in the plan by utilizing the YouVersion Bible app. And uh, you can, if you're listening to us, you can... Find that at the Google Store or at the Apple Store for your phone. You can download it or you can go to Bible.com. And the reason we've promoted the app is the very thing that Josh alluded to. We want you to have a shared experience and connect with folks. And I've had a number within our congregation uh, reach out to me through the app and become friends so that as we're reading through the plan, uh, we're able to make observations or questions or interact in a way that, that helps just encourage you along. Uh, one of the, the challenges sometimes in developing a plan is, is to, to establish a, a consistency. And when you know other people are joining you in that, it, it pulls you along. Yeah. Uh, it helps it's you move. It's accountability. For it sure. does. It's yeah. real. And, and so uh, if you're listening, you'd like to be a part Again, go to Bible.com or, or download it from the App Store. Yeah, and we encourage you to listen to last week's podcast, too. We really went in-depth on how to access a lot of that and uh, different tutorials and things like that. It's all over uh, last week's episode and even um, your sermon last week, too. Yeah, we talked you about go it. look at our message first Sunday of the year. You and can't I can't miss it. <laughs> it, it. We want you to be a part, and uh, we're not trying to be too redundant with it. But honestly, in the midst of everything that's happening around us, we need uh, God speaking truth into our life. Uh, we need a light to guide our path, and God's Word is that. And as we move uh, through the year, I'm assured within my heart that because of our reading, God's going to help us understand things and respond to things in ways that allow Him to do uh, something of, of a greater impact. And so join us. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be blessed. And as I noted, I don't think you have to try to catch up. We read, for example, in John chapter seven today, I'm not asking you to to, to read the first six chapters. Join us tomorrow. We'll be in John chapter eight and you can just uh, read the passage. And and as you come at that, if you're new to reading the Bible, uh, my recommendation is just ask the Lord to put a lesson on your heart. You're not going to understand everything that you read in a given day's passage, but ask the Lord to make an impression on your mind. Maybe he'll highlight a verse, or maybe you'll see something in the interaction between Jesus and and someone else in the chapter that just appeals to you. So uh, ask the Lord to speak, and I'm pretty confident he's going to begin to stir your heart. So we we hope that you'll do that. And on the topic of God speaking to us and speaking to our hearts. That brings us to prayer, I think. Mm-hmm. And so what's, what's the story behind the focus on prayer that we're in? I know we're in a, in a sermon series called First Things First. We right. kind of talked about that last week, but where are we at? What's this focus well, all for? Well, again, it, as we noted, we want people 
to put Jesus first in their life so that he can impact who they are through the year. Well, how do you do that? Well, practically speaking, you allow it to happen through his word. You open your life up to what he has to say. But there's also the sense in which there is a prayer component, that that prayer is supposed to play a, a renewing role in our lives as we would seek to approach God in a in a practical way to allow him uh, to, to impact our lives. Now, as I'm saying that, I can't tell you the number of times as I've been in settings and, and have had conversation with folks, it seems like the topic of prayer makes some people nervous. Uh, they don't feel confident about it sure. or comfortable about it. And that's why I thought as we move into the week two of the series, it would be helpful to just Look at the basics of it yeah. in a simple way. I mean, I have a question of you, Josh. I mean, how does a person learn to pray? Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I like sports and I'll make a sports reference. I think when, when I was in a, I was either a freshman or a sophomore in high school and I, I uh, it was a really dumb question. I don't know why I asked it, but I asked my football coach. It was kind of an aside. I was very self-conscious about, you know, my performance on, you know, on the football field and I asked a particular coach, I said, coach, I really, I'm wanting to get better at football. How, what's the best way to get better at football? And he, he told me you need to play football. And he, he told me, you know, he had some choice words in that because it was high school football. Not that that excuses it, but, um, it was just the culture, I guess. But, but you learn to play football by playing football. Yes. And that, that was the, that's the, the catch with anything, sure. you know, with, and With I anything. think that's especially true of prayer. I, that's the irony. I think a lot of people uh, think that they discover really a depth of meaning in prayer by reading a book or participating in a class. When in actuality, you grow in an understanding of prayer and the experience of it. By doing it. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with having, you know, um, practical help and things like that, but, um, or, or maybe a, a philosophical approach to something, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, and Greg Trickett spoke to that months ago when we talked about worshiping God with our mind, you know, there's mm-hmm. a way for us to develop a sense of knowledge that is honoring to the Lord as we learn and educate our, ourselves. But at the same time, you're not going to get any better at it, you know, no, literally. <laughs> not without doing it. I have a whole shelf in my library made up of books on prayer. And yes, you're right. My heart has been strengthened because of sure. the perspective that they have given me. But if all I do is read about prayer and I never find myself approaching God in a conversation, then then I'm not learning anything. Yeah. How are we exemplifying this practice? Yeah, I mean, you, know? you pray by doing. Now, I remember as a teenager, as I was seeking to, to get a better grasp of 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 the prayer experience, uh, th- there was an acrostic that was promoted at the time called ACTS, A-C-T-S. And what they said is, okay, now here's a system you can use to, to approach a, a conversation with God. A, be in adoration. You need to praise him and adore him. And C, you need to confess your sin to him. And And T, you need to be thankful. You need to offer some specific areas that you're thankful to God for. And then S, again, as a teenager, the word supplication wasn't necessarily a term (laughs) I used regularly, but that was the idea. Then after you've really focused in on God, then you can share with him some of the things that are on your mind. And I'm not going to lie, maybe in a simple way that helped give me some confidence in knowing how I could 
enter into the conversation. But I mean, as you were growing in your faith, did you have something like that? Yeah, definitely. And and I'll kind of speak to maybe the other side of that and say that, you know, as a as a young person, I learned the acrostic uh, pray, and it was uh, very simple. It was to praise God for who He is and what He's done, what He's doing, and to uh, have a time of repentance. That's what R was. R was repent. A was ask. I think that's really a simple word. I feel like it had to have been something more complex than ask, but um, ask the Lord for something. There's nothing wrong with being honest and transparent, and ask the Lord um, um, something. You know, ask ask the Lord to, to care for something, or if there's a need, um, and then why was to yield, yield, yield your life, um, um, to areas of evangelism, to community, to fellowship, to um, how, how can I better serve the Lord, yielding our lives in that way. And um, I, as a teenager, I saw nothing wrong with that. But no, again, um, I think the design is. Well, to, to, I was just going to point out that it, it was it was something that got me that first step. I know now that you know I can't I can't you know have a format to every prayer and it be a checklist kind of mentality. But as a young person who had never really developed a lifestyle of prayer at all before, that was so helpful to me to envision maybe, okay, this is this is how I need. Mean, I think the heart behind whoever taught me that was the same as what Jesus does to his disciples when he teaches, um, pr- you know, pray like this. I think the heart behind that was the same, but I, I think I totally agree with you about um, how it, it can become almost... Yeah, again, I- I, I'm blessed by the design of whether it's acts or pray that the goal and there's so many yeah. was to to help a person uh, not stumble over themselves and knowing well, well how do I talk with God and they're they're trying to coach you into a a, a comfort level where yeah you can approach him and you can lift what's on your mind to him in a in a thoughtful way now I think you're right when Jesus provides for us the model prayer in Matthew six. He's doing a similar kind of thing. He's trying to give uh, those who would approach God a, a vision of, okay, now how do you do that? And interestingly, if you look at Pray and Acts, both of them uh, in those acrostics initially have you focus on the greatness of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when you look at Jesus' disciples' prayer, the model prayer, some call it, uh, Jesus takes us there too. Yeah. I mean, we're acknowledging hallowed God, be hallowed be yeah. your name, uh, that there is that sense of awe that we need to, to keep in front of us as we uh, recognize I'm addressing God himself. Yeah. Now, the other side of that, and, and this is what I tried to address on Sunday, we need to be careful that when we develop these kind of models or these systems, that they don't actually replace the conversation. Yeah. I mean, prayer, as I tried to underscore, is supposed to be an honest conversation between the children of God and the Heavenly Father. Uh, I think I I suggested that you envision prayer as a conversation between beloved children and their father on a long journey, that it's supposed to have just a natural feel to it. It's not supposed to have this this superficial or uh, artificial constraint that says, okay, I'm not praying unless I use this phrase. I'm not praying unless I follow this order. No, I mean, uh, when I enter into a conversation with somebody that I love and trust, I don't go into it with a list on my mind. Okay, first I'm going to talk about this, then I'm going to talk about that. Uh, No, Nobody likes agenda-driven conversations. It's not that. (laughs) I think there's supposed to be a comfort level, and that's the beauty of what Jesus stresses when he says, you come to him and you... You say to him, Father, and that is supposed to help set our hearts at ease 
so that we can then draw near to him and, and gain some, some added uh, strength sure. and provision that might flow from that. While we're on, you know, the topic of conversation, I know I've had uh, a lot of people, especially, you know, college students, uh, teenagers, I feel like so often there's a, and I don't know if it's an excuse, or if it's an excuse or maybe a rebuttal to, you know, developing a lifestyle of prayer. But I've heard a lot of people, you know, take the, the stance of what well, you say conversation. Well, I'm, I, it feels like a one-sided conversation. And I think it's easy to approach prayer that way. And it reminded me of John Piper has a sermon where he speaks on memorizing scripture. And we mm-hmm. just talked about the reading plan. And I know last year we promoted almost every week a, a scripture memorization we you know, tool. And, um, you know, we're memorizing different scripture. That's how God communicates directly to us. God's word is his word. I mean, he is directly communicating to us. And he I'll, wants to have a voice yeah, in the conversation. John Piper, you know, I'll quote him roughly here, but um, he talks about when the more of God's word that we have memorized on our heart, the more that that's a two-way conversation and the more that we can hide those words in our heart, it allows us to literally have a conversation with the Father all day long when we pray back and forth with God and we are memorizing scripture on our hearts. We have his word right there. And I love that aspect and of even conversation. Our, our, our morning Bible reading that we are, we've been promoting as I uh, acknowledged on Sunday. To me, that's when my prayer conversation begins. I, in my mind, I don't have it, okay, I'm going to have my Bible reading, now I'm going to have my time of prayer. Uh, no, actually, my time of prayer began with my Bible reading. I'm, I'm wanting God to speak into my life. I'm wanting Him to help me understand the truth, uh, to bring light into the darkness. And and I, I think as we're reading through John currently, that's going to be especially uh, the case as we begin to to see more and more who Jesus is and the promises Jesus makes. And as he speaks to us through that, then my part of the conversation is I begin to agree with him or I ask questions, Lord, how does that work in my life? How would you bring this forward in my experience? And, and then because we have been given his spirit, as I also mentioned on Sunday, he can respond inwardly and he can begin to shape my thoughts and, and prompt my heart. And, and so the conversation is happening. Now I've never heard God speak audibly. And, and so when I use the term conversation, maybe some might even mock that, uh, but no, I, I want people to appreciate because of Jesus. God's present in our life. He's a father to us and we can and should open our lives to him and, and, and express our emotions and our thoughts and our fears to him as we seek to draw near. Just as you would approach somebody that you love and trust and find a comfort and a reassurance that comes from entering yeah. into a conversation with them. So let's look back at maybe Sunday's emphasis. You gave us several, um, I'll call them points, gave us several uh, topics to really consider, I sure. think. But towards the end of the uh, the service, you gave us um, really two warnings, I think, and, and just a, a um, maybe a red flag even, like a um, maybe we should avoid these kind of things well, and, and again, how we even get yeah, to these kinds I mean, of points. Jesus is the one that does that. that that's fascinating to me. Uh, as Jesus enters into the teaching on prayer, before he actually gives us the model prayer, he says, now be careful. Yeah. There are a couple of things that you need to avoid <laughs> because I think he knows us too well. These are traps that you fall into. And one of them being is you, you, what you don't do is you don't pray to impress. And some people have made prayer kind of a, a religious marker sure. where they feel better about themselves or when they pray in public, they, they think, look, I'm, I'm making an impression on people. I'm important because I'm 
praying in public when Jesus says, no, prayer wasn't intended for you to, to make an impression or try to gain an advantage in the eyes of others. Uh, prayer was also always supposed to be this wonderfully transformative experience where we, we enter into a relationship with God and we find in the presence of the Lord a help that makes a difference. So the, again, that was his first warning, but it's the second one that I think that people maybe stumble over more times than not when uh, Jesus points to the Gentiles and he says, listen, you don't want to be like them because what they do is they, they use prayer as a way of manipulating their God. At least that's how they approach it. They think if they pray long enough, say the right words in the right way, that then that guarantees an outcome. And again, Jesus would say, that's not what prayer is. And if you approach it, as kind of a, a means justifies, ends justifies the means. I want to see this outcome. This is how I'm going to achieve sure. it. Uh, it, it, it. You lose uh, your way. It, it won't achieve even the very thing that God desires. So you just want to be careful uh, as you enter into a conversation with him that you're not trying to manipulate him so that you get something in the end. Uh, sometimes when I think about prayer, there's an Old Testament story that serves to to teach me, and I would share with those that are listening this this afternoon. It's the story involving Elijah the prophet, and he's having a, a rather dramatic showdown against the prophets of Baal and Asherah on Mount make Carmel. A great movie scene. Oh, you're not kidding. Yeah, this would uh, be an incredible I mean, it's, movie. It's in First Kings 18, and uh, and the showdown was they they both would build an altar, and the the test of who was truly God would be seen when the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice on the altar. And so Elijah said, okay, uh, all 850 of you, why don't you see what you can do? <laughs> and, and they start in the morning and they begin to pray and, and plead and cry out. I mean, they become frantic in their prayers, passionate in their prayers. It even says they begin to cut themselves because they were so desperate for their God to respond by sending fire from heaven. And nothing happened. I mean, it was just like, it was a worthless exercise. In comparison, Elijah, God's servant, who incidentally had been seeking the wisdom of God, allowing God to lead him, he steps up and the first thing it says of him was that he repaired the altar. Now, some people read that in the story and they miss the whole point. See, if we're gonna see God work, then we, we need to acknowledge God's wisdom and plan. And yeah. uh, the altar was in disrepair. And so he took the 12 stones, civilizing the tribes, and he put them in order. And then he asked some servants there as he placed the sacrifice on the altar uh, to, to dig a trench. And they began to pour water on the, on the sacrifice three times. It's, it's totally saturated. And then the prophet just steps back. And I wish I could have been there. I mean, I'm telling you, a it's, movie. It's crazy. <laughs> he just steps back. And I think probably in a relatively soft voice, utters a very simple prayer. Let me read it for you. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant, that I've done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. And if you know the story, immediately a fire falls from heaven, consuming the sacrifice. And 
obviously, Elijah is the victor in the showdown. Well, look at this scene from the standpoint of what it might teach us about prayer. I fear sometimes we adopt the mindset of the prophets of Asherah and Baal, where we yeah. think prayer is about manipulating God. You've, it's a got, tool. Yeah. you've got to do the mechanics. You've got to make sure that you do things in the right order. And if you're passionate enough, and if you plead long enough, you're guaranteed the thing you ask for. And that's not true. I mean, I know some people who could spend a lifetime praying for all the wrong things and they'll never get it. Yeah. They can spend a, a lifetime ignoring God and their relationship with God and even voice prayers that may sound, as we would describe it, as religiously appropriate. Nothing happens. Yeah. There's no really amount. There's no vocabulary. There's no, no. no language, no amount of emotion that you can fabricate to stir up you know, no, God. It's to, to always move. tied to the relationship that one has with God. And see, Elijah was effective in that moment, not because he was a great prayer warrior, but because he sought the heart of God and he allowed his life now to become a part of God's work. And his prayer, if you looked at the language, is God, this is what you want to do. I'm yeah. asking you to, to bring glory to your name. And that's what God did. And if we would look at prayer in that way, as I tried to stress Sunday, just focus in on the relationship. Just step back from reciting all of your very various petitions and requests. And, and maybe this week, just center in, okay, God, I want to relate to you for who you are. Father, I want to draw near to you as your child. I just want to experience who you are so that I can trust more fully in how you provide. And, and I, I believe if we would center in there that what will grow out of that is not only a, a greater sense of presence of God in our hearts, which I think we desperately need given the craziness of our, our day and time, but what will flow out of that is a conversation yeah. that will transform us where I can begin to just talk with God honestly about who I am, where I am, what I see. And then I come back and I say, now, Lord, in the middle of all this, you know, I trust you. I want your will to be done. I want you to, to do what needs to be done. And, and we can learn to rest in him. And so, again, I, if you didn't catch Sunday's message, uh, might point you to our website. I think you'll be encouraged. It will ask you to think about prayer in a slightly different way. But yeah. if, even if you don't listen to the message, just hear us today. Focus in on your relationship. And, you know, I think, um, well, just as, while we're on the topic of relationship, and even as we are um, speaking of the, the journey that we're on with a father and, you know, beloved children and that mindset, I can't think of, and while we're on the point of, you know, manipulation, and I can't think of any time when I lived under my father's roof that I was successful with a bribe or a manipulation. When I, when I had a prerogative in the conversation, I think I had a 0% success rate. Um, and that just makes me think of that. But, yeah, that's a, that's a funny thought. I, again, you're certainly not going to work in manipulating God. I mean, you won't be successful. No, no. And Jesus is trying to be our friend when he's okay, come near to the father. He is your father. But even before you talk about what's on your heart, remind yourself that it's, his will that you want because he knows what we don't know. He sees what we don't see. And so we want to be able to trust in his capacity to bring us to where we need to be. Uh, but no, don't, don't run after manipulating God. It doesn't work. <laughs> 
Now, uh, if you have questions, I know, Josh, as you and I talked, uh, prayer is a topic that in some cases creates questions. If someone has a question, what do they need to do? Yeah, please, uh, if you have any question or a comment or you want us to expound further on something or, hey, touch on this next week, that kind of thing, or um, if, if you have something uh, that maybe we answered today that you know someone else maybe needs to hear about, um, please email us, podcast at northfortworth.com, or you can email Pastor Stephen or myself personally, and we'd love to to tackle those questions. We'd love to look yeah, at that our, and unpack it Our hope it for is next to week. return to the topic of prayer next week yeah. and for at least one more week, but we would... We would very much want to inc- incorporate any questions that, yeah. that you have about it, because uh, I suspect more than a few uh, would admit, I don't know that I have a, a real grasp of everything when it comes to how prayer works and, yeah. and why do I ask for this and I don't get what I want. I mean, now we're going to touch a little bit of that on that this coming Sunday, but uh, if you have questions, um, please email us yeah and you'll find uh, if you're listening to this podcast um you'll hear it now but um we've also promoted a questionnaire uh for 2021 at the start of the year i know we didn't mention this in our our notes today pastor Stephen, but i want to make sure we touch on this before we end but um if you watch the services um Sunday. Actually, I don't think we mentioned. No, it we're going to promote it this coming right. Sunday. We talked about it in Church Life Night. We if did. You were there. That was the first launch of it. Um, but we launched a 2021 questionnaire, and just really briefly, the the point behind that is for us to see what we're missing, to see um, if anything has slipped between the cracks or fallen in the gaps. And we want to do the best we can by making up ground in 2021. We know that 2020 was a year that really threw us all um, for a loop, and um, I feel like we ran circles sometimes trying to figure out what we're supposed to do and we do. where we need to be, but we're going to do everything that we can to not make 2021 like that. And so we want to know, um, and we asked some pretty personal questions, I think on this questionnaire and, and, and the, it can be anonymous. Yeah. We're not asking for you to identify yourself yeah. because we want there to be a freedom we, to we share want your openly. transparency. Really. But if you're wanting us to respond, uh, do note at the end of the questionnaire, if you would like to interact with us, then we'll have to know who you are. Yeah, and it will be anonymous beyond yeah. beyond our staff. We're not going to, on Sunday morning, so-and-so yeah. brought yeah. this forward and no, we, we want to address this. You your, in, your input will be you're protected. for sure. Uh, but uh, Josh, it's right. I mean, we don't pretend as if we were we handled everything no. during this past COVID year uh, to the best of our ability. We, beware if someone uh, says that. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're trying to to grow and to learn as we respond to the changing uh, situations as they are. And uh, this questionnaire is a, a helpful way to move us in the right direction. So uh, can they find that already on the website? Yeah, it's on our website. I'll, I'll uh, attach it in the description of this podcast as well. So you can find it. It's on our social media. We're sending out a churchwide email tomorrow. And we um, will promote it on Sunday. So you're going to hear a lot about it. We, yeah, you, we do it, want to hard, hear from you. It'll be hard to miss, but um, I just mentioned social media and it reminds me that this podcast is actually today's episode. Um, this is January the 12th. So this is season three, episode two of our podcast. Um, and this episode will be promoted actually on social media. So if you log into social media anytime after 3 PM today, you'll see this podcast. Um, please be sure to share that with your friends. Yes, please. Maybe share it on your social media, copy a link, send it as a text message or send it in an email. Be sure to share this podcast. You know, Pastor Steven and I talked before 2021 started and one of our goals was to really do um, a better job this year of promoting the podcast. We know that this is a great resource and we have a blast doing this every week. I know that um, we're, we're all smiles the whole time that we uh, record this podcast and as we're planning and uh, we know that it can, it can bring a real joy and we want the Lord to use it to its full potential. So if there's any, 
um, anybody, a family member, a friend, another church member, anybody you want to share this with, feel free, share it with them, post it on your social media. Um, don't be ashamed of that. It's, it's a podcast. We're in a podcasting culture. There's nothing wrong with, with listening to a podcast. And this is, I think has been the longest podcast that we've done I think in a we've long set time, our record. but, uh, yes. but, uh, we're normally under 25 minutes or right at 25 minutes, but, uh, we're breaking 30 today, but that's okay. Um, but please, please share, please like, subscribe, comment, uh, do anything that you can look at the description, check out the questionnaire, um, but be ready to join us in worship uh, this coming Sunday, 9 and 11. We can't wait to see you there, um, but please be in touch with us, podcast at northfortworth.com. Any questions, comments you may have, something you want us to touch on in next week's episode about prayer part two, um, but we, we look forward to seeing you this weekend.